0: Good morning, everyone. It's good to see everyone here this morning. We're thankful for your presence. If you're visiting with us and we do have some visitors, uh, we're, we're happy that you've come to uh, be with us and worship with us. We, we pray. We always pray and endeavor to do everything we can to follow The pattern for worship that we find in God's word, and uh, you would be our friend if if you've experienced something here that uh, you feel is in contrast to that. Um, This morning, um, I need to make an announcement uh, about Rusty Leap. Rusty's in in a bad situation. Rusty's in the hospital, and we need to keep him and that family in our prayers. So we're going to pray. At this point, before we begin worship, our Father in heaven, we acknowledge you as our God, our creator, our Lord, our master, our savior. We pray that as we live our lives here on this earth, that we will do everything we can to glorify you. That we will know your word, that we will study your word that we will do our best to give all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength to serving you in this life. We pray, Father, at the end of this life that we will have been found and judged faithful and righteous and hear those good words of welcome that you have for all those who are saved. We pray, Father, that you be with the Leap family in this time of extreme concern we pray that you be with Rusty that whatever resources his body has that those can be summoned to help him recover in this situation we pray for those who are attending to him that they will successful, and he will be once again with us. We pray, Father, that all of us can, as we discussed in class this morning, look forward to the coming of Jesus and look forward to our home in heaven to de-emphasize this life compared to that life. That's difficult, but we pray that we all do so. We ask your prayer, this prayer in your son's name. Amen.
1: That's yes, all please stand. We'll sing hymn number six hundred and twenty four. Six hundred and twenty four. The Church is one foundation.
2: The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ the Lord, he is.
1: Next hymn this morning, number 154, Give Me the Bible, 154. After this hymn, Brother Jerry Fry will have our scripture reading and prayer.
2: Give me the Bible, star of gladness gleaming, to cure the wonder the deepest No stars can hide Since Jesus came to sing and save the Lord, give me the Bible, holy message shining, thy heart shall guide me in the narrow way. Praise step and promise, glory, love, and mighty, till the light shall
3: The scripture reading that Rick has chosen this morning is taken from 1 Peter 1, verses 13 through 16. 1 Peter 1, verses 13 through 16. Wherefore, gird up the lungs of your mind, be sober, and hope for the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fastening yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Would you bow with me, please? Almighty God, we come into your presence, Father, thanking you for the privilege of assembly, for the time like this, that we can come together with our brothers and sisters of like faith and worship you. And as we worship you this day, Father, we truly pray that we give you our best. We know that you have given your best to us as you sent Jesus from his lofty status in heaven down to this low and sinful earth, Father, to die for our sins. And we love you and thank you so much for that. And thank you for loving us first. Father, we're mindful of all of those uh, recently that have been baptized. I just pray that you'll be with Sarah and Campbell Fulton just pray that you will bless them. We're excited for them and their families and we're grateful that they have a good congregation that they can lean on and that they will use this congregation as a resource as they grow in their lives spiritually. So just bless them in their walk, Father. Father, we're mindful of all those that have lost loved ones that you'll continue to be with the Swindler family, be with the Blake and be with the family and Norma Denison and uh, also mindful of J.B. and Wanda and Susan, and that they've lost a son and a brother. Just pray that you'll be with them and lift them up, Father. Our prayer list at this time is extensive, and just we have people battling COVID, um, heart surgery, cancer. Just pray that, uh, and there's many more that are battling other things, Father. Some that I'm not even aware of, but we know that you are. Father, specifically and uh, especially at this time, Father, I want to offer up Rusty to you. Just, his battle has been long and he continues to fight and just, what an inspiration and example that that family and he has been to all of us here of how he has battled this and continues to. Father, it's always our will to Pray to you within the confines of your will for us. And, Father, I just ask that a favorable outcome be for Rusty. Just pray that uh, all the ways that are being used, that the doctors, nurses, medicine, whatever the case may be, that it will be effective, Father. And just pray that you will be with him and strengthen him. Be with Pam and Gary and Shauna and the kids and the Ward family, and the Skeens family. Give them all strength and understanding and courage and continue to bless them, Father. Father, be with Rick as he offers a message uh, this morning. We're grateful for him. You can just step right in and do that. Grateful for his ability, and if there be one in our presence, that hasn't been baptized, may this be the hour that they choose that and do that, Father. Just pray that you'll be with them and give them the courage to come forward and to confess your son. Father, we know that we have sin in our lives and we leave things undone, and we know that if we know to do it and we do it not, that it is sin to us. And Father, help us to do better in that regard and pick us up, Father, when we fall. Thank you again for the hope that we have in Jesus, and it's through him that I ask all these things. Amen.
1: <laughs> Next him this morning, number t- <clears throat> me. number two hundred three. Hallelujah! What a savior! Two hundred three. Sing the first four verses.
2: Man of sorrows. What Lifted it up, watch it,
4: As we come at this time to partake of the emblems, as we surround the table to prepare our minds as we think about Christ on a cross for each of us. I'd like to read John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world That he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. What if he hadn't sent him? But he did. Would you bow with me, please? Father, we are thankful that you sent your son to save each of us. We are thankful for this time that we can come and partake of this bread which represents his body as he died on the cross for us. Bless us as we partake of it. Forgive us of our sins. In thy son's name we pray. And amen. Father, as we are about to partake of the fruit of the vine, which represents the blood that your sons shed for us, bless us, forgive us. In thy son's name we pray, and amen. As we continue in our service, at this time, we usually have ushers that pass around the plate, but we have boxes in the back. If you leave your contributions in those, we greatly appreciate it that the work of the Lord can be carried on in our community. We're thankful for the many different types of ways that we are able to live and and make a living We have many things here at this building that uh, at this time need to be addressed. We have nice facilities, but it's 20 years old and there's a lot of things that that start happening when we get 20, when we get 40, when we get 60 and plus. But anyway, and the work and, and the people in Kentucky, we've sent money there and we appreciate all the giving. Would you bow with me, please? Father, we're thankful for your son who came and died for us. We're thankful for the land and the community in which we live. We're thankful for the means that we have that we can contribute, that we can help this community and help other communities. Father, we ask a special prayer for the people in Kentucky, through the devastation that they've been through in the last few days, that you bless them and give them courage and strength that they look to you for guidance and help. Bless those people, Father. Bless our people here We can't help but ask another prayer for Rusty, that you be with him and Shauna and their family and Lyndon and Gary and Pam and watch over each of them. Bless them, Father, be with the medicines that are being used. We pray that they help his body. Go with us through this service. Forgive us, and Thy sons, then we pray, and amen.
1: Been a little change this morning for Children's Bible Hour. It's um, up through the fifth grade today, so all children would like to go to the Children's Bible Hour. Uh, You can do so at this time as we stand and sing hymn number 532. Praise Him, praise Him. 532. Sing the first and last verse. Praise Him,
2: praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Sing over His wonderful love for Hail Him, Hail Him, highest archangels in glory. to the power of children in, in-, in-
1: Invitation hymn for this morning, number 23, All Things Are Ready, hymn number 23, this time Brother Rick.
0: this out of my pocket, I lost my little black uh, cover, and I looked around for it. Thankfully, it was just below me. How many of you have ever heard of Earl Pitts? American. Um in the uh, 1980s all the way up through January 1st of this last year. I didn't realize that he was still on the radio. Fictional character uh, performed by Gary Burbank. And what, what he did uh, was have these two to three minute uh, radio editorials. And uh, he would rant for two to three minutes. He would start them by saying, you know what makes me sick. And he would end with, wake up, America. Amaro Pitts, American. Pitts. Off. What he talked about in those talks, I'm going to talk about today. He was worried about the headlines. He was worried about the direction of our country, the direction of um, America. And uh, I have been mentioning it from time to time in, in classroom sessions that I've been teaching. That if you're not aware of what's going on, if you don't read the newspapers, if you don't watch the news, you may not be aware of all the things that are going on out uh, in this world and in our lives uh, around us. And my goal this morning is to simply inform you of some of those things. Now John said that the, uh, you know, the, the kids group in the back went up to fifth grade today. Did you know what I was going to talk about? today. <laughs> some of these topics and some of these issues um, maybe aren't for consumption at lower levels, uh, lower ages, but they are things going on around us. And we're not going to get into uh, details, but just I want you to be aware of some of these things. And our cut, I have a lot of slides and I'm trying to get through them as fast as I can. Um, uh, I'm trying to, I'll try to go broad instead of deep so that we can hit them all and get out of here at a decent time. I will do everything I can. Question, are you awake? I hope you are at this point, but that's not my point. Uh, are you? Have you awakened? That's not the question. The question nowadays is, are you woke? Are you woke? Now, as a, an ex-English teacher, that question <laughs> bothers me on the surface. But what woke suggests and implies in the context of what we're going to be talking about this morning uh, is, is a much larger issue than just being awake. Definition of woke. It's an adjective that originally meant to be alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. Nothing wrong with that. Everyone ought to be open to and aware of discrimination and racial prejudice and and, and in fact our country obviously has had its share of bad publicity uh, on that part and the publicity is well deserved based on behaviors and attitudes and laws and lack of laws that we have had. And that's not my point. It's been broadened to other social inequalities like sexism and other isms and phobias. Everything's a phobia today. If you disagree with something, you are a fill-in-the-blank phobe. You're afraid of it. That's why you can't comprehend it and, and buy into it. This awareness that in somehow makes you superior to others because you are aware of something that the others are not or that they disagree with, and so you know, they're perceived as less... Than understanding, and in a way, those who are woke uh, tend to feel a little bit more enlightened. One other brief uh, piece of, of information in the way of introduction George Orwell wrote uh, a novel, 1984, and as an English teacher, I have taught that uh, book uh, a number of times. And uh, he looked and he wrote it back in the 40s, 50s, something like that, so it was 30 to 40 years in the future, and he thought. Thirty to forty years in the future would be uh, long enough for something like this to happen if we headed in, continued to head in the direction that he thought we were headed in uh, back then. But but there was a situation called Newspeak. Uh, Oceania was uh, the official uh, was one of three areas, I believe, if my memory serves it me correctly, and Newspeak was the official language of Oceania, and it was a totalitarian state. Our totalitarian states today that we will uh, refer to in China and other places don't compare to this totalitarian state. It's a highly abbreviated version, Newspeak is, of the English language. And it eliminates words to the point that what is left is only that which the party allows you to say. And not only say, to think. They have thought police that went around and threw people in jail for even thinking something. I don't know how you monitor their thinking unless you say something to someone else. But your thoughts and your actions, if it was against what the state allowed you to say or think, you were taken and punished. And there were some very ugly punishments that they had. So expression or even thought against the party was impossible. And, and what I'm going to say this morning, that may be an overstatement. But we are headed toward a time period where that which is considered orthodoxy by those in power and in control are restricting and controlling our vocabulary and our definitions of words so that we will only be able to communicate in their words and phrases at some point. Now that may sound really extreme. Let me illustrate. Glossary of uh, woke terms that, that have come really, you know, our vocabulary changes granted, our vocabulary changes, but it is changing so rapidly now and new words and phrases are coming into use that it is difficult to keep up. I'm just going to put these up here. These are and, And I'm not saying that they are wrong or bad or whatever. They're just new words or phrases. Gay's not that new, is it? Some of these are a little bit newer, aren't they? That's an interesting one. And I didn't, I I pulled these off of resources. I didn't make any of these up. Men, whether you know it or not, there's a certain portion of this country that feels like no matter how open you are to their views, you can't help yourself. You possess toxic masculinity. Okay. The rest of what I have here is headlines, pulled from newspaper articles uh, or um, headlines that I that I have seen on, on TV. Um, every morning I get up somewhere around five o'clock, five thirty. It's just because I go to bed somewhere between nine and ten, and so I get my sleep. Don't worry about me. Um, but from five until somewhere around eight o'clock, two three hours, I read four five six news. Uh, publications, some of them conservative, some of them liberal. I try to be fair and expose myself to, to both sides of the issue. But I have over the last, these are probably all within the last year or two. Every headline you hear, every one of these up at the top is going to be a headline that is cut. And in most cases, I will show you where uh, the source is. I've tried to give you sources just so you don't think I'm making them up. University Woke Task Force says that words are offensive and must be canceled. It's the University of Michigan. Uh, their, their list of inclusive language includes uh, this. I wish this were larger. I'm hoping you can see this. Uh, it says this, is, this, is not, this list is not exhaustive and will continue to grow. That's not my editorial statement. I just cut and pasted that in there. Men and man now has to be person or uh, people or a wholly different word. Man-hours can become person-hours, and this this is what they are saying. This is how we have to start speaking. We can't say blacklist and whitelist because we're using the words black and white, and someone might deem that as being um, uh, pejorative or negative in some way. You can say that which is uh, allowed, or that which is prohibited, that which is included or excluded, that, that an allow list, a deny list. Look down that list. Brown bag. You can use lunch and learn instead of having a brown bag. Can't say something is crazy or insane. You can say outrageous, unthinkable, un- nonsensical, and so forth. they're telling us that these words over here on the left are no longer valid, no longer useful. They are in some way deemed offensive to someone, somewhere, and so you can't use them. You have to substitute these. If that's not newspeak, I don't know what is. You are allowed to use the vocabulary of the party, those in power, whatever you want to call them. Another headline, Chicago Public Schools Opened All Restrooms to Both uh, Sexes. This is the insignia that they're now using. You can see that they've combined some things that we have, have traditionally been aware of um, for male and female, and now they're inclusive. Here are some um, statements from that article. School, new school year is off to a strong start. Um, on top of ensuring that each of our schools is a safe learning environment, we're also taking steps to create a more inclusive and supportive schools. One change that will uh, that will be implemented this year relates to our school bathrooms. In compliance with uh, new federal guidelines, all uh, Chicago was that public school students and staff will have fair and equal access to bathroom facilities that align with their gender identity. "Quote: You are what you think you are." New signs will trumpet girls plus and boys plus while stating, all who feel comfortable are welcome to use this room. Let me pause for a second and say my intent here is not to offend anyone. And I am thoroughly willing to sit down and talk with anyone who thinks that my approach today has been an attempt to denigrate someone who might Believe this, buy into it, support some of the things that I am saying I don't think the Bible believes in and supports. So just let me say that. I'm not making fun. I will try my best not to convey that. All who feel comfortable are welcome to use this restroom. You might say, well, why don't you just stand up to that? Why don't you just say, no, we're not going to have... Uh, bathrooms in our public schools from elementary all the way up through high school that uh, will allow whoever wants to and feels like it can go into those rooms. Missouri school district is on the hook for four million dollars for not letting transgender students use desired restrooms. We'll talk about more about transgender uh, in a bit. student transition from male to female at the age of nine years old. Now, transgender simply means, I'm Rick. I'm male. For whatever reason, I feel like I am not male. I feel like I am female. I want to be granted female opportunities you must respect my wish. And not only male and female, we'll see that there is a uh, um, continuum, a spectrum, they call it, of things between male and female, which I don't think the Bible supports. So this person at the age of nine years old went from female uh, to male. But you might think that's... Really old. If you read this headline, "Sex change for a four-year-old Australian kid begins world's youngest ever gender transition." Is a four-year-old? Is a nine-year-old? Is a whatever year old able to make that decision? The farther down you go, the more odd it seems. Australian kid who will start kindergarten schooling next uh, next year is identified as transgender and begun gender transition. There's even a movement now that parents are raising children uh, right after giving birth to them that uh, they're, not assign- they're not assigning gender to them, regardless of what body parts they have. They're just letting the child later decide that. These are celebrities raising kids without gender stereotypes. Some of them I'm familiar with; several of them I'm not. I put Jennifer Lopez down there in the bottom right-hand corner. She she is not raising her children that I know of. I think she has two um, in this way, but she is supporting her sister who is who is doing such. So all of these people are raising kids. Their kids without gender stereotypes. Not in any way recognizing that they are one or the other. And, of course, they would support all others who do that same thing. Uh, Maybe you've seen this person in the news, a University of Penn uh, student who uh, was a swimmer on the boys' team for three years um, and um, decided that he was going to go over and swim on the girls' team, and so he transitioned... Uh, maybe sat out a year, maybe took uh, uh, hormone-suppressing drugs or whatever. Um, but now he is beating the longer races. He's winning by 38 seconds. In swimming, races are won by tenths of a second, hundredths of a second, maybe as much as five or ten seconds—not 38 seconds. He is a male. He his name was Will. And he is now Leah, and um, the University of Penn swim team, the girls, are afraid to say anything about it. They say, some of them say privately, the coach wants to win, so he supports this. But they're afraid to say anything publicly because their classmates on campus, they're afraid of what their classmates on campus would do to them, socially or whatever. West Side Story, there's a new version of West Side Story coming out, and uh, it's not going to be playing in some of these Gulf states, um, United Arab uh, Emirates, Saudi Arabia, uh, Yemen, Kuwait, and places like that, because they have included, and I've, I've seen West Side Story hundreds of years ago, not hundreds, but years ago. And I don't remember this character. They have inserted this character. Source told Hollywood Reporter that this was due to the character called anybody's Characters written as transgender and will be portrayed in the film by a non-binary actress. We'll talk about what non-binary means in a minute. But this is another trend. I, as a straight person, cannot play a gay person in a movie, in a play. You have to hire a gay person to do that. That's part of that cultural appropriation. I don't know if that was one of the uh, terms up there on that woke list a while ago. I can't play um, a minority if I'm not a minority because that's cultural appropriation. You have to go find an individual who is really that. Films with LGBTQ references, that's lesbian, gay, trans, I think, bisexual, and Q, I think, stood for queer for a while, but now it stands for questioning in some lists. You don't even have to be sure about what you are or think you are, you can just be concerned about it, wondering about it. And so they include you in the group if you're thinking in that direction. They're often censored in Gulf nations. Uh, The externals was barred due to its inclusion of a same-sex kiss scene. Disney has declined, and this is strange, because Disney is about money, they've declined to make any changes. Their support for this is that strong. New Superman revealed to be bisexual. Global activist in DC Comics, uh, according to the New York Post. And and I'm not going to read the, the things because I'm going to try to hurry through that. I'll try to summarize what the article said. This is not Superman. This is Superman's 17-year-old son. 17. 17. Why did they have to make him 17? Could have made him 20, 25. I'm not saying that that would be any better, but he's 17. And so now they have in comic books Superman's son. Thank heaven that's all. Oops, no. Marvel promotes new female Captain America, which is okay. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. At least she's female. Oops. Nope. Now we have an LGBTQ Captain America. Thank heaven that's all. Nope, it's not. Superman. These people, these are 12 superheroes who have come out based on movies, comic books, stories, whatever. Superman, Captain America, Robin for Batman, Flash, Batwoman, Green Lantern, and all of my heroes that I had and read comic books about um, and have seen movies about in recent years are now heading in this direction. Here are some that I, a Loki I've heard of. He's with the uh, larger Justice League of America, I think, people. Uh, some of these I've never heard of. Kitty Pride and Shadowcat, superheroes. I don't know. James Bond producer says that new 007 could be non-binary. I found, saw this picture and I I put in the uh, the uh, word cloud there. Uh, the thought uh, just just doesn't. They don't they don't let up. It's push push push. I said, well at least John Wayne is safe. Well, no, he's not. Well, yes, he is. I made this one up. I'm sorry. California teachers recruiting students to LGBTQ clubs plus clubs are intentionally deceiving parents. Of course, this is foxnews.com. Some would say this is slanted reporting. Uh, some would say outright lies. Abigail Schreier has written a book, Irreversible Damage, the transgender craze seducing our daughters uh, at, uh, at very early ages in school. California Teachers Association, uh, this article says, is luring students into joining clubs that explore sexuality and gender identity. They meet during school hours, they say, as a way of not alerting the parents to a before or after school uh, type of arrangement. Florida parents sue after school clandestinely orchestrated daughter's gender transition. Now that sounds really... I I used to go through the uh, line in the grocery... The National Enquirer, you go, oh, well, whoa, that's some kind of headline. Whoa, that's, well, those were made-up stories. These have that same kind of feel to them, but they are true. Deer Lake Middle School, 13-year-old daughter was enrolled, failed to, uh, the school failed to notify the parents that their daughter had entered a school-sanctioned gender transition plan. Um, This is the handbook that they say they're going by. And in that article that I would read to you if I had time, it says something about what what comes from this is that parents are the dangerous ones, not the others. Florida school board member takes elementary school students on field trip to a gay bar. Uh, She felt so honored uh, to be asked to do such. There uh, there were the kids there, and uh, this is what Rosie's Bar advertises. Sassy fun, LGBTQ or ally, regardless of what you are, welcome, and then memorable experience. I don't know what the kids did when they got there, um, other than see it. Principal investigated after getting a lap dance at homecoming event. This was a football, half of a foot time football game. I don't know if they went inside or what, or if these were two different articles that I, but this was in, these students dressed up as females and uh, offered different things to administrators. And uh, these are the responses that they got. Twix had a Halloween uh, ad featuring a transgender child and the, I think it was the babysitter, dressed as a witch. Another child expressed... Asked why he was dressed up like a girl, and the witch um, sent him away. I mean, magically sent him away. Ivy League school uses pronoun mandate, tells students to report each other for infractions. Columbia University says it has a why pronouns um, matter. Pronouns are used in place of person's name, while many use she, her, he, him. Growing number of using other pronouns like ze, and others. Some people are comfortable with multiple pronouns, regardless of their gender identity or expression. Comprehensive gender identity list, as defined by experts. Um, They're saying, this is the definition, body parts don't mean gender anymore. Sex characteristics as a person is born with do not signify a person's gender identity. The concept of gender really is a social construct it's a continuum, it's a spectrum that you can find yourself anywhere along there. Forget about male, female, that's two gender binary. Gender is a term that relates to how we feel about ourselves, the way we choose to express ourselves and our gender. Sometime back, there were 63 genders listed. and Now saying no, there's 81. Um, This was, oh now they're saying there's 112 and these are some of the insignias that that they have developed. It's a whole new language, it's a whole new world, it's a whole new everything. These are some of the new genders. I'm not going to list all 112 for you, but who's making these up? Who's sitting down and determining, you know, what kind of word we're going to use to uh, distinguish this kind of something along that spectrum. Fox News poll. Okay, on to abortion. Um, We were talking in class this morning uh, about um, belief in God and attendance at at religious worship services and how attitudes toward them were changing um, in the negative direction. And it has been, um, I thought, We were headed toward a a society that was less tolerant of abortion than more tolerant. A number of states, and we know we have one uh, before the Supreme Court right now, that they say has a chance to impact Roe v. Wade. Uh, We'll see. Um, But uh, this was a recent uh, news poll uh, from Fox. Roe v. Wade should remain law of land. That was the the statement. Here are the percentages. 53 percent Republicans say it should remain. Democrats, 77%. Independents, 64%. White Catholics, 72%. And this may be why the Pope has not been able to do anything more publicly uh, than he already has. White evangelicals, half and half, right around 50%, say that Roe v. Wade, which allows for abortions up to a certain point, to stand Those who say it should be overturned, only 28%. Abortion should be legal in these cases. All, 29% of all the people who were polled. And we're hoping that this was like a fair, random sampling poll and wasn't in the other. And in order to be a credible polling agent, uh, you need to uh, have random sampling for your polls. Most, 20%, said abortion should be legal in most cases. Only in cases of rape or incest saving the mother, 38%, only 11% said not at all. Democrats support abortion rights. In these cases, all or most Republicans believe abortion should never be legal, 20% legal in some cases, up to 50%. And I only put those up there because that's how they broke out, that I'm not trying to make any point with that. Views over time, uh, how things have changed from 1972, which I believe was when Roe v. Wade uh, was allowed to, uh, was accepted as the law of the land uh, by the Supreme Court all the way up through 2018. You can see up here at the top, uh, you have um, woman's health seriously endangered. That is the where most people support abortion. Pregnant as a result of rape, strong chance of a serious defect, all of those are still, still Up in the 75 to 100%. Down here, woman wants it for any reason. That's the black one here. Notice that's the lowest one, but also notice it's the one that is rising um, the fastest. The others are married, wants no more children, low income, can't afford more children, or not married. Okay? Double think. Another term that Orwell used, and it is the ability to hold two opposing thoughts in your mind at the same time, and believe both. Anything? How can that be? I've got two opposing thoughts in my mind, and I believe both of them. He would say that's doublethink. We are, as a as a as a country, as a people, are able to do such. And here's why I think we, we do that about, about abortion. 38 states now say that um, have fetal, fetal homicide laws. And that means that um, if you kill a pregnant woman, you are charged with homicide for that woman, but you're also charged for the homicide of the child. So that law views the child as worthy of being killed, homicided. 29 of those, and I got a feeling that some of these states you know, have, have a feeling that uh, they're, they're, they're thinking in, in two different ways. I'm going to stop. Apparently what I am presenting or how I am presenting it has offended some. We've had people walk out. I will not continue to force people leaving the worship of God. Some would say this doesn't need to be presented at, from the pulpit. Yet we as elders have heard from some that say these are the very types of things we should speak more on. Or at least that's the way I interpreted. it. Amen. The rest of this sermon um, is, is more of the same. But at the risk of offending others who may be tempted to get up and walk out, I will, I will stop. I will ask their forgiveness. I will apologize for offending them, but not for defending these issues or presenting these issues. I believe every one of these situations can be clarified by going to God's word. And I really don't think that simply by exposing these things in a public forum, um, I don't think we're doing the wrong thing, or I'm doing the wrong thing. If I am, I apologize and I'm sorry. But I will stop, and I don't want to offend anyone else or encourage anyone else to leave. This sermon was, uh, and I would have said this at the end, uh, was not intended to present um, the gospel in its um, initial form to convince someone who was not a Christian to become a Christian. And so um, we customarily, and I think because we should, uh, offer an invitation at the end of any lesson uh, that we present to give people the opportunity to respond to that. We don't know who's been talking to who, what you've been reading, what you know, how, how you're feeling, and so uh, while this sermon obviously was not intended to um, encourage anyone to respond to the gospel, um, we want to provide that opportunity right now. And so, John, if you'll come.
2: All oh, things were ready, come to the beach, come for the table now spread. He passed the sea, he will be gone, and now shall be rich, he can. the end of the day.
5: morning, church family. A couple of announcements before we are dismissed. As I um, just want to let everybody know the toy drive was a success. Um, we gave uh, probably about three boxes of toys to Ho- Hoops Hospital at Cabell. Um, and when I gave it to them, they acted like that's the most toys they've received so far this year. So um, thank you all for everybody who uh, donated toys to Hoops uh, Hospital. Uh, for those people who will be spending, for those children who will be spending the holidays in the hospital. Um, as a reminder that uh, tonight at 4 o'clock we'll have our services and it'll be our third Sunday singing. If you want to write your favorite uh, song out on the bulletin board, it'll be greatly appreciated. Also, tonight uh, after services between 8 to 11 will be spare time in Ironton. Um, looking forward to that. Um. Also, remember in your prayers, uh, Connie Sullivan and the Har- Harver family, the passing of Bob harver that's uh, Connie Sullivan's brother. Uh, the arrangements were uh, last week, so remember that family in your prayers at this time. Uh, remember to continue to keep Judy Gerald and uh, Terry Egner in your prayers as they uh, recover from COVID, and also remember to continue to keep uh, Roger and Peg Pryor in your prayers as well. And Rusty Lee, keep him in your prayers and uh, keep Christian Ward in your prayers at this time as well as they're going through a difficult time. Uh, That's all the announcements I have. Um, uh, Looking forward to seeing everybody again at 4 o'clock this evening. Uh, We'll sing one more song and be dismissed in prayer.
1: All, please stand again. We'll sing hymn number seven hundred thirty-eight. We will glorify the King of Kings. We'll sing the first and last verse, and then Brother Greg Sullivan will lead us in prayer. We
2: will glorify.
6: Let's pray our father in heaven we just come to you this morning just thinking of this another day of life that you have blessed us with we are thankful for the opportunity that we could come here and worship you just pray everything that was done said father is pleasing in your sight father we are at this time just want to lift rusty's name up to you father and father just bless him and father if it be your will just pray the medicine the treatment that he's taking right now, um, it'll be for the best. Father, And we we'll just be with the whole family, the whole Leap family, Father, and just pray that they look to you for guidance and strength in this time. Father, just mindful of the ones that are sick and shut in. Father, just pray that you be with them and, Father, if it be your will. You can return, return them to a normal person, portion of health and that, Father, they can return to us soon. Continue to be with us as we go throughout our day. Just pray that we can come back here this afternoon, Father. Just thank you for everything you do for us. And forgive us the sins we've committed. It's in your name we pray. Amen.